everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Time for the start of the CBS All-American Thanksgiving Day Parade. A big time when we of the CBS family join your families for the annual holiday party. And we'll be off on an exciting trip to enjoy parades from all over. The exotic Aloha Parade in Hawaii, great fun and fine floats in Michigan. In Toronto, the Santa Claus Parade, and of course, here in New York, the famous Macy Parade. We'll follow that from the beginning all the way down fabulous Broadway. Right now, uh, welcome back to Everything Old is New Again here. We are talking about Thanksgiving. We're a couple of days before Thanksgiving here, and I am here, Douglas Viviani, with the ever-thankful David Cohen. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. There we go. We are going to visit with Thanksgiving only for our second time in six years. We did a show a little ways back, maybe our first year, that we were kind of proud of, and that was the last time we talked about Thanksgiving. That's a shame, because the whole theme of that show was how we just forget about Thanksgiving. It's just there's like there's a war on Thanksgiving, and we're like, well, you got to remember Thanksgiving. It's very important. And meanwhile, we never talked about it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. So we had to come up with an idea, because that show, I think that's one of our best shows. It was a perfect show. It really was. It really was. We did so many good things with that. You could find that on everything old is do again dot biz and pull it up and play it. Uh, if you want their standard traditional what's Thanksgiving all about and let's have some fun with it and trivia questions and all that. This week we're going to take a look at Thanksgiving going to examine it though uh, in a different way. I want to take a look at it and, and to me we want to be thankful for, of course, what we have now, but the people that came before us, whether it be our recent past or long past, laid a foundation for us uh, to enjoy life as we have it today and enjoy the things we have today. So I want to take a look at maybe time travel a little bit, whether it be through the entertainment that our grandparents and parents and maybe great-grandparents enjoyed at this time of year in the early 1900s uh, in the entertainment field. How about food? We could time travel with the food that they used to have that no longer is being served. Maybe some food we should bring back. And just take a look at the holiday itself through the eyes of the people in the past and, and what they did and accepted and thought about this holiday. Is that a decent idea or is that ridiculous? I think it's a good idea. All right, so that's. I'm excited go. about this one. Good. I mean, there was no food channel back then. No, there was no internet. It was all word of mouth. It was right? yeah, and the, exactly family and, and tradition. That recipes sort of on a piece of paper, exactly handed down. There was no football to watch on the on that day, or if it was, it wasn't the mainstay like it is now. There's so much more to this holiday than sitting around and watching football. Yes. I've said it before, and that's I'm I'm really against that. In that, I don't mind it, but it shouldn't be the only thing that's done. To me, it's like. It's the perfect holiday because it's like Christmas, but there's no stress. Right. Right? You're just getting together to eat, and there's no, you know, there isn't that agita that comes around with getting together with the family around Christmas time. That's what's so perfect about Thanksgiving for me. Exactly. And also, as an aside, um, we could talk about some things that we could do to get along with our family better, different, however you want to say, on this holiday. Because usually you go to your 
family's routine, wherever it might be, the house you're going to, the apartment, and you fall into this routine. All right, I'm the guy that's going to sit next to this person. I'm going to talk about the Mets. Or like a lot of times you fall into the same routine and do the same thing. Let's shake it up. Let's get out of that routine. And one way to do that, if you're hosting and you have children, this is a lot of ifs, but if you do, have the kids make out name tags for various people and have them place the people where they're going to sit, break up the couples, break up the families. Or oh, not people. name tags. You mean the place, the place settings place, where exactly. they would sit around the table. Sorry. That's a good idea. And have them be the excuse. My seven-year-old told you, you have to sit here, Grandpa, next to this three-year-old or whatever, you know, and sh- shake it up next to your granddaughter who normally would be at the other table or something so that this way you're mixing and matching people that are not always together. Because even in families, you get these clicks with, you know, a couple of people, the adults go in this room, the kids go in that room, and then you're not sharing, if that makes right, sense. Right, absolutely. So if there's a kid excuse or not, that's what I would do. And I would really shake it up, break up the married couples, break up the families, let people expand to their own family and have some fun that way. Kids would enjoy that, I think, also. you know. And you don't even need kids, right? I mean, you could just pick Correct. pick numbers out of a hat and that's your seat assignment. Yeah, that's you know, a good just idea, to, too. Just to shake it up. Everybody would agree to it and, you know. Yeah. And put your cell phones away. Yeah, I mean, turn them the off. Table. Turn them off the whole day. We don't need wow. cell phones. We don't need the cell phone. You, everyone that you should be talking to is at the table. Exactly. You're just, I mean, the people who you're texting with or whatever, checking social media sites with, they're not there with you. Appreciate what, what appreciate being in the moment with the people who are physically present. Exactly. And uh, and be grateful for what you have. I'm grateful, of course, for the best co-host in radio. Oh, also, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. And likewise, there you go. And uh, my pleasure. And I'm also uh, thankful for, the, for thankful for the. <laughs> I'll say this again. You're I'll, getting all choked up. I, really I can am. see that. The 40 <laughs> radio stations that have uh, you know taken us on board, and we have the privilege of being broadcast upon. Absolutely. I'm thankful for those uh, stations for sure. For all of our listeners. And now let's dive into it a little bit. That introduction was a rather boring introduction of the parades and the various parades that there are today. Did you know that not only is there one parade in Macy's, New York City, sometimes we, we become a little provincial in our thoughts, there are still seven besides six other parades that are on today or on Thanksgiving Day. Is that right? Yes. And I was surprised to hear that because uh, you, you, on television, you, you see the one. Is it, right? You just see the one, right? Philadelphia's had a parade since 1920. Wow. And that's still going. The cheesesteak. The cheesesteaks on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Detroit, Michigan has the parade. Wow. Not they, only... they eat cars on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, you know, their their football team, of course, was the first team that played Play and pre- presented themselves as playing on Thanksgiving. I think they still do. They do, every year. Uh, then also, but they've got a great parade. There's also an HEB Thanksgiving parade in Houston, Texas. Wow, that's weird. Yes, and Chicago has one. How do you like that? And I don't know why we're not hearing about the Charlotte, North Carolina one, or the Macy's Holiday Parade in Seattle, Washington. Now, Hmm. do you think it's time for the networks to cut into, like they used to do, if you heard that clip beginning of our show, that one in Hawaii no longer exists, but these ones do. Why are we not clipping from parade to parade? I don't know. I would like to... I would like to do that. I'd like it, to see what those parades look yeah, like. Yeah, because these parades, I mean, there is some downtime, boy, that really oh, just don't man, cut Oh, man, there it. are. <sighs> downtime? I mean, there's hardly any uptime. Exactly. So if we had seven to choose from, maybe you could pick a mix and match, yeah. you know, the best It would be like uh, NFL Red Zone.
red zone, you know, right. where you just, let's go live to Seattle where we have Charlie Brown, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> good. Well, all right, let's listen to a little bit here from 1935 Parade, 1959 Parade, 1962. See if there's any difference in any of these. A million people line New York streets to see the annual Thanksgiving Day Parade with a series of enormous inflated figures representing famous historical and screen personalities. Walt Disney's Donald Duck seems to be suffering from that morning after the night before feeling. Pull yourself together. Well, looking just as if they'd stepped right out of the pages of the storybook, here come some friends I know, you know, and love. Seated on the largest pumpkin I've ever seen is a Cinderella who'd catch the eye of any handsome prince. There she is, Miss Connie Francis, MGM recording star and one of the top singers in the country. And the old woman who lived in a shoe. She only brought three of her children along. I think the other 400 are home watching the parade on television. And it is a sunny Detroit in startling contrast with what's happening in New York and Philadelphia. The sun is coming out. It's shining down brightly here on Woodward Avenue in Detroit. And here comes the J.L. Hudson Thanksgiving Day Parade. And this is the goose, the enormous goose with the wings spread like a uh, fighter plane dragging the world's biggest golden egg. And it's made out of pure gold. Pure gold. Bob, uh, would you like to have a dozen of those eggs? I think one or two. <laughs> and maybe that's why they don't televise the other parades. <laughs> <laughs> I think the commentary is funny. Those those bad jokes are actually, oh wow, you know, yeah. they're really funny now. Talk but... about laying eggs. <laughs> How about that? What was the British guy from, what was that, 1935? Yeah. What's yeah. with the British? Why why is someone from Great Britain <laughs> announcing the parade here? I think back then they all put on the, the you know, These, you broadcasted. Uh, and Donald Duck with a hangover? Yeah. Like, he, he was he was implying that Donald Duck, was beloved Disney character, was on a on a drinking binge the night before. I actually think hungover. it was cutting edge. I think that kind of was funny. I'm sure it was. I listen, they're all they're all kind of goofy. They all have those bad jokes. I mean, listen, doing play by play in a parade, it's not easy. Yes. It's not easy. Although today all they are, are commercials. There's one float at the next is another commercial. Yeah. You know. Let's listen to one that I think the only one that I would really get into would be the nineteen sixty four parade. This year something new has been added. Something from way up. It's the town car of the Munster family. And those TV favorites have come up with a gasser. It's a car not even Detroit could conceive. So the Munsters had it custom-built to the tune of $20,000. But it gets only three miles to the Goulin, according to Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis, who lurk behind all that makeup. They must be fine, clean-cut boys, though, to escort Santa Claus to town. Incidentally, they wish you a monstrously Merry Christmas. There we go. The monsters are there. How do you like that? Yeah, we'll be back right after this and everything goes new again. Sorry, we're out of time. Thanksgiving. Preparation. Next. Recipes. Fun. Thrills. Adventure. Bad jokes. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Right now we're having some family fun, butter baking a turkey. Mommy, why do we put butter all over the turkey? To keep them from drying out. Then put butter on the drumstick, too. Mm-hmm. Not the butter. It makes them golden brown. Gosh, I'll bet he's going to be good. Ah, really, he's done, dear. Now we dip this cheesecloth in melted butter and wrap him up. To keep him warm? No. So it'll be juicy and tender. Oh. Now he's ready to bake ever so slowly. <laughs> now every half hour we'll take a peek and baste him with butter, of course. He looks so big. Hmm? And he'll stay big because butter keeps him from drying out and losing juices. 
A turkey can lose as much as one-third of its weight if it isn't properly roasted. You know, Marion, this is one of the juiciest turkeys we've ever had. It's terrific. Of course. It's butter-baked. Why don't you get your family together and have fun butter-baking a turkey? Remember, even more than your guests, your family deserves real butter. We'll go back to everything. Brought to you by the butter industry. <laughs> Put butter on everything. It's wow. a, a commercial from 1956. Now, why they, they get the history of this. Why do you, oh, we're talking about Thanksgiving, by the way, of course, it's coming up. We're on Everything Old is New Again. Why do you think they're pushing butter in 1956 so hard? I don't know. I mean, I know it was a thing. I mean, but butter, butter, butter. Do you know? Do you have an answer? Yes. Processed no. butter existed packaged from 1907 forward. Now, this is 1956. Is that so when they were coming out with uh, alternatives, like, yes. like margarine? What happened was World War II, well, the Depression, and then right. World War II came around. World War II, of course, was still the middle of the 40s. And during that time and thereafter, margarine replaced butter because it was a shortage yeah, of butter and, and all materials. That makes sense. So now, butter was trying to make a comeback and that was part of their promotion. They're putting it on everything now. They're telling you to put it on everything. And, of course, on turkey. turkey I mean, yeah, how many, God knows how many sticks of butter you needed to melt to cover, like, a 12-pound turkey. It's right. crazy. Now, do we still do that to this day? I've not seen one recipe with butter so. on it. I don't it. see a lot of recipes <laughs> with butter. Well, unless you're baking, you know, But I've not seen, like, pie. they doused it in butter, and yeah. then they put this kind of like a, it was like a, a rag. I don't know how to describe it. This this kind of very thin material was, was, was made of butter on top of the... <laughs> turkey and then buttered a it on vest, top of that a vest of butter yes it was amazing oh. anyway so uh <laughs> that's that we just wanted to finish off we spoke about uh the parades our last section and sort of left off where the monsters actually appeared the actors actually appeared that's amazing at the macy's day parade how do you like that there was another one in the 60s where william shatner and leonard nimoy was at a and there's a star trek reference <laughs> and that was 1967 and 68 that would have been fun wow so they were standing on a floor do you have any video of that or I, there's a picture in one of the books i have of i think it's nimoy in his outfit they were in the oh, outfits wow. and wow. he had the ears on what does it take to get your butt out of bed, put on the Star Trek uniform, and stand on a freaking float yeah. in probably very cold weather? Yeah. I mean, how much did these guys have to be paid well, to do that? that's their career, man. They, they wanted that show to succeed, so they thought everyone thought, so. thought that that's what do it. Now, do people watch these parades for any other reason than to you know get you out of bed? Because, I mean, they're on early. These days, I, those old parades looked kind of a little more interesting. These days, they, they just one commercial after the next. Yeah, Every, it is. Everything is. Here's it the Broadway is. show. Go see that one. Here's the, here's the singer. Go. She's got a new album out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway. But so, it is cool. I, I don't know if this is the time yes. just to so I live in Manhattan where the parade originates, and the cool thing to do, especially if you have young kids, is the night before Thanksgiving, all of the floats are inflated, but they're at ground level around um, the uh, a museum in New York City. And one of the cool things to do as a native New Yorker is you go the night before Thanksgiving and you can see every float and it takes you maybe 20 minutes. You can see all of them there. Now, they're not all filled up yet, or are they? Not completely inflated, but inflated enough where you you know who it is. And the kids love it because they don't, they don't, wouldn't normally see it. You have to fight the crowds when you're actually at the parade the next day. It's a, it's a misery. Now, back in the day, you could just walk in there. Now, if I understand, there's a huge line you've got to wait on, like, to get to the parade. It has gotten crazier over the years as people have caught on to it, but uh, 
But it is still a pretty much, much easier way to see the parade if you live in New York than to actually go to the, the parade. day of. If you're going to go to the day of, you got to get up at like five or six. Uh, you got to get there at like seven or eight a.m. It starts at nine. You got to get there early, even earlier than that. Right. So, I, yeah, that's a, that's not easy. That is definitely not an easy task. So much easier to sit on the couch. And it's and not that it. great of a payoff, I hate to say it. There's not much. I don't know. It's it, it's all right. So that's what starts. We're our supposed day. to be positive about Thanksgiving, exactly. though. Let's take a all look right. at American Thanksgiving food and what they had in the past. We know that uh, we've gone through this in the past. That pumpkin pies and apple tarts uh, in 19, in 1770s uh, was was part of this. It wasn't always a turkey. It wasn't a turkey until Ms. Hale uh, pushed and pushed for Abraham Lincoln to make uh, this a national holiday, and she was a editor of a magazine, a food magazine, and in turn, she pushed the turkey. So before then, if, with the American Indians and so forth, it was ducks, it was geese, it was uh, uh, fish and nuts. So it wasn't always what we're eating now. But I'm looking at something here. I've got pretty interesting fare from, again, in the 1700s, it was pumpkin pies and apple tarts were very important and big to it. In 1817, geese chickens, ducks. They ate a lot of potatoes, turnips, but the recipes weren't that ex exotic. They would boil these meats and then cook them over, stuff them with something afterwards and cook them over an open flame hmm. to get flavor. Right. But boiling meat is not going to give you a heck of a lot of flavor. Not really. Uh, so they didn't have a lot going on there. Then in the 1845, they added like chicken uh, pot pie to it a little bit, cabbage. That's but, that exact year, 1845? That was, <laughs> that was the, the We day. now announce <laughs> the, ladies the home following journal. addition to Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> but in the 1870s, something became... Uh, odd. The oysters became huge. Oysters? From 1870s, it was oyster soup on almost Why? every menu. I don't know. Um, apples and jams and boiled, boiled again, hams, chicken pot pies are still there, coleslaw, pickled peaches, different Weird. odd flavors, yeah. odd things. Let's just keep a little bit, uh, uh, you know, Going beyond that. Going forward into history. Yeah, let's get a little... There was... The, then the 19... Oysters what? on the half shell. This is 1917, uh, 1907. Wait, what? What year? Oysters, 1907. Oysters on the half shell. Mutton broth. Ooh. Celery. Turkey stuffed with oysters. I don't... Turkey I, stuffed with oysters? Yeah. Cranberry sauce finally makes its appearance there in the early In 1900s. 1907, cranberry <laughs> sauce made its first appearance. <laughs> we should have had Bradford read this. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so it's starting to develop, but still... They in, in 1929, they developed the oyster cocktail. Where are the oysters coming from? How come we don't have oysters now? I love oysters. I love raw oysters. 19, raw oysters. Well. Roysters. Roysters. 1929, chestnut stuffing and sweet potatoes make an appearance. What's that on mom's plate? <laughs> it looks like chestnut stuffing. <laughs> Billy's got some, too. <laughs> He's with whipped Why, cream. Mom? Now there's cre 1950s, 1954, cream of oyster soup with whipped cream. Cream of oyster soup. Remember the Abbott and Costello? Or that was a clam or a mussel that was jumping I up and biting. I think it was biting, a clam or an oyster, was yes. Biting a Costello in the nose. So it was pretty popular, the shellfish soup stuff. I don't see the oyster disappearing until the 1960s. And so. suddenly in 1964, <laughs> oysters were gone. Forever. <laughs> now, there are some vintage foods uh, that 
maybe we we can look back on and see how interesting it was to. You've got to a eat lot of them. paper there. I have a lot of paper, <laughs> but what I'm looking for is how about. I mean, do you remember some of the vintage foods that your grandmother or your great grandma would bring? Yeah, since I was a kid, and we've made them every year since then. And you still have them every year. Wow. Let's talk Never about knows. this one first and see if you would uh, want to do this, and then we'll revisit, revisit a cranberry souffle. This is back from the 1930s. Let's start off our Thanksgiving feast with a delicious cranberry souffle salad. Mix gelatin and water, add mayonnaise, walnuts, and apples. Don't forget the cranberry sauce. Pour into a cake pan and chill until set. Now you're ready to enjoy. I mean, it's like a jello with all that stuff in there. It's kind of Don't disgusting. Don't forget the cranberry sauce. <laughs> what? That was weird. Yeah. Uh, what, okay. what do you think of like, somebody coming out with a gelatin like that with mayo in it? Mayonnaise. That's where they lost me. Oh. I told what you you have to, a couple at least that uh, show it share what one with us is some baked potatoes I think no what did you say baked beans yeah so, so show this us is a weird, recipe right you don't usually have baked beans in Thanksgiving in no. fact I don't, I don't recall you mentioning it, it was ever from, no from the 1700s on was ever mentioned but this is something that that we make I don't know it's just sort of been handed down through the generations it's so dumb because all right listen so you get a can of Campbell's. Campbell's pork and beans. You just buy it. 16-ounce can, Campbell's pork and beans. Six tablespoons of brown sugar, half a tab- tablespoon, half a teaspoon of dry mustard. We're going to post this on the site, by the way. Two slices of bacon. Mix it. Put it in a casserole. Bake at 325 until it starts bubbling. Done. Now, that's great. Barbecue guy would love that. Be great you on would. the 4th of July. Why is that on a table for Thanksgiving? It's, I'm so not you, making rules, but... Right. You could do it in five minutes. It's a nice little item on the side. Maybe it would go over. Try so that's it. one your grandparents did. Uh, it looks like my... Either my... Just say yes, because we're on the way out. We'll be back right after this. Everything holds. <laughs> yep, it was them. We're going to continue with some recipes now. Join us back. You'll enjoy it. Old recipes that deserve to be looked at and revisited. I see skies of blue. Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. What do you say to having Thanksgiving dinner with me? Well, boy, that's uh, mighty fine of you, Costello. Good. Uh, at what time? Eight o'clock at your house. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You get, no, no, you'll get no turkey in my house. And how about a little duck? Uh, a duck? Yeah, that's a chicken with snowshoes on. Hey, look. <laughs> I'm sorry, Costello. You can't come to my house for Thanksgiving. I'm having a dinner for the snooty set. Oh, the snooty set. You heard me. No, I'm not good enough to eat with pig. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, there we are. We're back here and everything old is new again. little Thanksgiving humor from Abbott and Costello. I'm here with uh, David Cohen. And we're going to take a look now at this section of your grandparents and maybe grandparents' Thanksgiving, how they enjoyed it. What did they do? Now, certainly radio was part of of that experience, whether it be working up to Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving Day itself. Because the radio you can have in the background and still visit with people and so sure. forth. It's not all-encompassing. Further, um, th- this just gives us and places us in a little bit of um, the world that they were in in the 30s and 40s as to what kind of entertainment they enjoyed that they may even have listened to. So just to share a little bit with our ancestors, let's just look, before we get to some recipes of old you know, dishes that maybe should come back. We don't see too much anymore. Uh, just to revisit time travel a little bit here. Let's just hear three shows that one of two or three of them they may have listened to on the way up as a prelude to Thanksgiving back in the day. George, we're not absolutely 
absolutely positive he swallowed the ring. Let's make sure before we do anything. How? Well, uh, uh, let's take him to a doctor and have him x-rayed. I'm not going to a doctor's office just to have a turkey x-rayed. Well, all right. While we're there, he can take out your appendix. Left <laughs> <laughs> Burns and Allen. What's next? Let's see it. That's funny. Hey, Jackson, maybe the kid ate too much turkey and got sick. No, he couldn't have. There were 16 of us at the table, and I still have half the turkey left. There were 28 of us, and you still have three quarters of the turkey left. What? Nobody but you would think of putting sleeping pills in the stuffing. The cheap uh, Jack Benny there? What's next? Well, I happen to know you bought a turkey this year. How big a turkey is it? Well, it was supposed to weigh 30 pounds, but when I took the feathers off of him, he looked absolutely indecent. <laughs> and he only weighed 10 pounds. How come? Underneath those feathers, he was wearing padding. <laughs> those weren't his real drumsticks. The Red Skeleton conversation there about padding, because they had padding in the suits back then. Yeah. More of a topical. All right, but that <laughs> little little bit of, you know, what it was Thanksgiving humor. Through. Yes. Thanksgiving humor in the day. From from some of the big uh, comedy the big heroes Marcus, of the yes. day. Exactly. So so that sets the tone a little bit. Your grandparents, great-grandparents, maybe your parents, I don't know, even uh, listened to, to some of those for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving morning uh, and opened uh, everybody opened their eyes and it was time to start preparing for the meal. And they had some meals, some dishes that I'm not sure that we're familiar with anymore and maybe could be brought back. Do you remember... The cheese ball. Now you can still buy them in the stores, but no one like for appetizer serves the like the cheese ball anymore, no, do they? No, they don't. Should that come back? What is it? It's just a conglomerate of, of of cheese in a ball that you you can easily dip in and take your or like dip a cracker in. Dip your cracker in and eat your your cheese. I see. The little walnuts on the outside. Uh, vaguely familiar with it, but I think it's not so bad. You, yeah. you, you they used to make it. They would mix the cheeses themselves. So different cheeses. Yes, together, like a Swiss and a mozzarella and whatever. Mix huh. it together, and uh, and it would be an easy gelatin sounds, kind. Sounds of, good to me. Uh, I kind of like that. How about uh, a homemade cranberry sauce? Homemade. Yes, it's very easy. Ready? I was going to give you a little piece. Sure. Of it. Yeah. Uh, one cup of white sugar. Okay. Twelve ounces of cranberries, fresh. Orange zest, half a teaspoon. Mm. A cup of cranberry juice. And tea, half a quarter teaspoon of tea, uh, of cinnamon, and you just mix it over heat, stir it together till the cranberries and all mixed together about ten minutes, and then transfer to a bowl, and the cranberry sauce will thicken on its own when it cools. Sounds real easy. Yeah, and it's instead of taking that cranberry the out mold, of the can, out of the can, and right. popping it on the table, you do something like that. It's really simple. That's old school, man. That might bring back a memory or two. I wonder if it tastes any different. It might. I bet you it does. It might. I want to try that one. All right. One that we yeah. all, I'm not even going to give you the recipe, but we don't see any more anywhere. Deviled eggs they used to eat a lot. Oh, I love deviled eggs. So how about some They're deviled eggs They're still big over year? in the UK, deviled eggs. Um, really? How do you know love, that? Oh, uh, because I ate at a, at a, at a British... Restaurant. They serve in a restaurant. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Easy, easy. You can find those recipes out. That's so easy and fun and something. I bet you if you do deviled eggs this year, it'll be an homage. Someone will say, Grandma used to do these. Right. I guarantee it. Right? right? Well, you have you have one or two so. yourself. What do you I think? think so. Some old ones. Well, there's some that, that we still do today. Uh, now, that's interesting. You continue the old to this day, which is great. Absolutely. I don't see that too much anymore of these. I mean, there's, Let's see there's these. A, we'll, we'll post this one, I, right. I think. But uh, there, there's a, 
a, a jello mold like with cranberries in it that's pretty easy to make uh, just to visualize it in between the layers of mold so it's like in a souffle pan uh, so there's two layers of cranberry jello it's more complicated than that but in between the layers is a layer of uh, like baked sour cream it's really good um, and it just involves getting like three, two to three packages of raspberry flavored gelatin. It can be jello, can be any any kind of gelatin. You boil some water, uh, buy some crushed pineapples. Uh, here's again the can of whole cranberries sauce. Okay. Not whole cranberries, but whole cranberry sauce. Get your sour cream. Uh, you basically make the jello mold, let it set, put the sour cream on the first layer, and then pour the rest of the mold over it. You say let it set at room temperature or in a refrigerator? I, in a refrigerator. Okay, so it hardens up a little bit. It hardens up. Good. You put the 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 um, sour cream and then the, the second layer of gelatin. Right. And then walnuts. Okay. It's delicious. It's like a dessert. And it's cold. You put it in a refrigerator. It's cold. And you take it out like, well, you serve it like a piece of pie or something? Exactly. Like square? Sl- everyone slices a, like, a little piece in the pan and okay. t- takes it out. You with could like also a- do it in one of those bunt cake kind of molds, I bet. Yeah. Cut it over and do Absolutely. it that way. Yep. Interesting. That's a good one. All right. How about, uh, you know, people, I still, I, I still see sweet potatoes, but I don't necessarily see them with the marshmallows anymore. I don't know why. That's just my family. It's so and my easy. See. That one, I think if you do that one, that'll come back. That's people, that'll That's going to be a throwback. Give a little recipe from your family on that Yeah, one, I mean, right? it's it's uh, a quick recipe. What you do at the end is you, you just take the, you just melt the marshmallows over it at the last second. Right. But um, again, really easy. Uh, you, you mash up some Sweet potatoes, about two pounds or so. A cup of sugar. That's the key to a lot of this stuff. Exactly. A lot of sugar. Um, uh, half a cup of melted butter. Two eggs, well beaten. A mm. uh, little vanilla, table, uh, teaspoon. And a third of a cup of whole milk. And then uh, you basically just bake it. And it's good. And then at the last second, you, you melt the, again, in, in one of those souffle pans. And then at the last minute, you, you melt the marshmallows on it. Wow. Not really bad. Good. Very um, easy. And these are ones that we think should come back. There might be some that we don't think should come back. But here's one I keep seeing everywhere when I've researched the past. Uh, not only the, the oysters, which I don't know about that, but uh, chestnut stuffing. So what do you chestnut think of a chestnut stuffing? stuffing? Uh, I'd have to hear what how you make it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Three cups of shelled French chestnuts, salt and pepper to taste, quarter cup of heavy cream, quarter cup of vegetable stock, two cups of uh, brioche bread, or any kind oh, of bread, but brioche bread, sage, a little bit of sage, and a little bit of um, maple syrup. Combine them all and heat them up. That sounds pretty good, actually. You know, yeah, chestnuts. So you got a little little yeah, nut flavor. Because to I'm it. not a big stuffing fan, believe it or not. I, right. I'm not. I'm not big on the stuffing. Well, I think we've gone away from like these nutty stuffings. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. Which are cool. My brother puts in pignoli nuts. Oh. Uh, and it's really nice. But you got to be I careful. Want that. You can't I get want it that too. Recipe. Okay, you got it. You can't do the the. Well, be careful with the liquid. You know, you can put too much liquid in. Uh, you know what you call the stuffing, and it becomes too you know liquidy. I see. So anyway, that's that. Um, cool. Some of these that, that we shouldn't bring back. Do you remember <laughs> creamed onions? Uh, yeah. My grandmother Ew. used to bring those every year. Uh. <laughs> basically, onions that are whole, little onions, little ones that are whole, and basically in like milk. 
basically. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. But I mean, listen, the pearl onions are pretty good, but I, just in that whole milk yeah, like thing, a milk it was cream weird. thing. It was really weird. Um, turkey and stuffing on Jello. Jello advertised to do that. I don't know that anyone's doing that, but they did advertise it. I see it right turkey here. Turkey and stuffing on Jello. Yes, that, on Jello. On Jello. That's okay. what they suggested. Now, here's one that I don't know that I would like it, but came up a lot, and people all over the internet are saying is a throwback that we should do that you would get a kick out of and like it. Hot Dr. Pepper. What? Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. You just heat up a glass of Dr. Pepper, and it's good, <laughs> supposedly. Strange. I would imagine all the, f- does all, the f- all the fizz goes out of it. Sure. I get. I have to try it. I don't know. There's nothing alcoholic about it. It's just that. And one last one: frozen jellied turkey vegetable salad. Remember this? Frozen. Say it again. Frozen, frozen jellied turkey vegetable salad. I have no idea what that it is. It would come out of the refrigerator. It would just basically be Jello with all this turkey and salad stuff in it. And I, I don't think it went over too big. So that's not it. That's but bizarre. we gave you some that you should try. The deviled eggs, the yeah. marshmallows. So we'll be back right after this and everything old is new again and see how about some brand new, brand new recipes for this year. New! And now... Station got a ticket for my destination This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Wait a minute, don't oops, right there. Everything Old is New Again on your radio station right here, right here, right now. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we are now diving into the final discussion of our touch of Thanksgiving which is a lot of work for a lot of people. So let's try to make it a little more simple. Maybe you could bring one of these dishes, side dish, whatever it might be, to someone's house, wherever you're going, and make their life a little bit easier. We've got some great new type of recipes that hopefully we'll have some fun with here. Before we do that, I want to time travel a little bit for a moment. Have you ever heard of Ragamuffin Day? No. On Thanksgiving in New York City, In 1870, they started a tradition of sending their kids out dressed up as in ragamuffin outfits, clothes that didn't wear, you know, didn't fit properly and whatever. And later on, they began in the 1940s having the kids wear masks. And what they would do is they would send the kids out and... I don't know why they would. It also became a parade. They called it a parade because the kids would go out in New York City, and there'd be so many kids. They would call it a ragamuffin parade, not an official parade, but a ragamuffin parade. And they would go stop from uh, door to door, probably mostly merchants, and ask, "Do you have anything for Thanksgiving?" Wow! And so they were begging. They basically were begging, and it was amazing that it was so popular from. 1870 till about the 1950s. What? It's like 80 years that went on. So your grandparents would, or maybe your grandparents, grandparents, or grandparents, probably depends how old you are, or your great-grandparents are familiar with Ragamuffin Day because it, it spread from New York City then throughout the country, mostly in cities. Wow. And so Ragamuffin Day was there uh, during the Great Depression 29, so it became real yeah, then. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and then thereafter, in the 50s, mo- a lot of the merchants, the cities became more populated from the 1870s. Sure. And it was like, enough already. We're not doing this anymore. Right. And they changed <laughs> it to Halloween. Come on. Yep. 
That's no, where, that's yep, where Halloween that's came where from. Not came from, but they a lot of the idea of wearing masks and wearing these different uh, hobo outfits with kids wear the hobo outfits that were popular in the seventies. I know they were popular in the seventies. All came from the old ragamuffin, ragamuffin day. day. Wow. That's where you, when your kid wears a hobo outfit, they don't wear them anymore. But they did. You, I know you're listening. I know you wore a hobo outfit. I know you did. Probably. So, whoever you're listening I'm to sure this show, you did. Yep. That's where it came from. Huh. Anyway, let's take a look at the recipe. Something new. Interesting. Now, this you may not like uh, because it's fried, but this looks so delicious and so easy. Forget the whole big turkey. Get a bunch of turkey breasts and, and cook this up. A big, thick turkey breast, a big, thick one. Slice it. Now, you're not cutting it all the way through. You're just slicing it um, halfway through, let's say, or like one little slice after the next. Keep it whole. And then add just add salt, pepper, flour. A whole egg and mix it in. Well, salt, pepper, flour. Mix it in the With egg the mixture, egg. Right, right. Like you're breading it, and then and then breadcrumbs. Got it. Do that twice, and then dip it. Dip it. So or salt, pepper, flour, in all that. Then dip that whole mixture into eggs. Then back into the breadcrumbs. Then back into the egg. Then back into the breadcrumbs. Okay. Double Got breadcrumbs. It. All right, I'm with you. I'm doing it as deep we speak. fry it. Deep fry it. Okay, let me open the oven. All and you're right. done. You've got your turkey. You slice it open. It's delicious. You got you got your meat it's there. It's just the breast. It's just the breast, and you 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 pour a little gravy on top. There's your replacement for turkey, like a whole big turkey thing. That makes sense. Interesting. And you're getting the white meat, which is uh, you know less right. fatty. Here's one. You're going to enjoy this gravy stuffed mashed potatoes. Gravy Not as stuffed mashed potatoes. So what you're going to do is you're going to have a pound of, eventually you're going to have a pound of ma- a little pile of mashed potatoes. You're going to slice it open, and gravy's going to come out of it. Ah, interesting. Listen to this. Freeze the gravy ahead of time in ice cubes, as ice cubes in those little trays. I see. You mash your, you know, mash your potatoes. potatoes. We just salt, pepper, butter, sour cream, four egg yolks, nutmeg. Mix that all together. There's your mashed potatoes. Put them in individual piles. Okay, mm-hmm. like servings, servings, a little, you know, little serving, yep. and now in the put in the middle of the serving, you take out your frozen cube of gravy and put that in the middle. Throw that in, or oh, then freeze it. Freeze it for about freeze the, the freeze, whole thing. Freezer for thirty minutes. Got to oh, make wow. these a little hard. Okay, okay. You then take them out. You do a little egg wash on it. You know that that is. You just sure. mix the egg and put you know a little egg white. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then bake it for th- at four twenty five for thirty minutes. It'll become nice and brown and hot. The frozen gravy will melt. You will serve that. They'll be like a cake almost. They'll be hard. So are they served in like ball? Like when, little you, ball. when you create your servings, it's a, like, like a, a little snow- triangle, like a little little mound. Okay. So and you're putting like little mounds on a baking sheet or correct. something and then putting it in the oven with the with the gravy cube Spatula inside. them out, put them on a dish. Everyone has them potatoes. They'll be soft inside. Outside, they'll have a little crust. And when they cut it open, their mashed potato will be soft inside and the gravy will be inside the mashed potato. Interesting. Very Easy, I'm telling you, people, because of the eggs now, they'll stick together. People are going to love that. Uh-huh. How about that? I like that one. A little something different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank cool. you. How about, do you do stuffed mushrooms? Yeah, I know what stuffed mushrooms are. All right, so you don't need to do that recipe then. Um, <laughs> and the gravy and how to make a gravy. I didn't mean to shoot it down. What's that? I didn't mean to shoot it down. <laughs> I just, I, you asked me if I knew what they are. Uh, how about... It's like, have you ever heard of corn on the cob? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. All right, so do your stuffed mushrooms. How about squ- <laughs> squash soup? Only four steps. You ready? Go. It's really good. Go. Butter. Yep. Garlic. Got. Chopped onion. Nice. 
Potato, right. one potato, celery, five steps, carrot, six steps, salt and pepper, seven, eight, two pounds of butternut squash. You get it with me? Yeah. Six cups of veggie broth, mm-hmm. two cups of water, bay leaf, and thyme. Cook it for 30 minutes. That's all you got to do. All right. Easy enough. Then remove those little herb herbs. You'll take the bay leaf and the sure. thyme out. Right. Blend them in a blender and oh. serve it. Blend what? Blend blender. that mixture of that all that stuff that you cooked for 30 minutes. Right. Just blend it in the blender so it's a thin consistency. I see. So you're getting that sort of soup. And, there, and there's your squash soup. I'm telling nice. you, it's terrific. All right. I know there's a lot cool. there. We'll put it on the website. No, no, that's, uh, it was, I mean, you, you made it, I think you oversimplified before you got into it. You wrote, it's four steps, but it was, yeah. anyway. It's, it's simple. Still simple. How about a pumpkin pie? You got a pumpkin pie for us recipe? I uh, I do have a pumpkin pie recipe. It's actually a very good one. It's all right. also very simple. All right, go to very it. Very simple. Yeah, look, I'm not into, uh, you know, the canned pumpkins. I like right. to buy my pumpkins fresh. Okay. Right? That's the first thing. So you get that fresh pumpkin, and you make so. the puree out of yeah, it. Yeah, okay, good luck. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Yeah. And there's well, a whole... you can get in the can. Next. Well, yeah, but I like my pumpkins. You know what I mean? I like to get the pumpkins from the field where they're fresh. Do the and whole then, thing. Okay. So I get one <laughs> egg white, three egg yolks, a can of sweetened condensed milk, uh, some cinnamon, some nutmeg, something called... Chinese five spices. That's the secret ingredient. Nice. Uh, some ginger, some salt. Uh, you pour it into, so you mix it. You pour it into a pie shell. I wouldn't recommend making the pie shell from no. scratch. Just buy that. Uh, stick it in the oven, four twenty-five for fifteen minutes. Then down to three fifty for thirty minutes. When it comes out, cools down. Put a little whipped cream on top. Serve it dollop. Up. Now I'll tell you, those spices at the end—the Chinese five spice, yeah. the nutmeg, and the cinnamon—really make it. Yes, it's a great, a big great uh, recipe. You're going to enjoy that. Oh, what uh, the, could you uh, do me a favor? What do we got now? Hold on, let this? me see. Oh, for God's sake! Wait, what are you guys talking about? Here you're talking about these pumpkin pie recipes. Do me a favor. We don't need pumpkin pumpkin pies. I got a lot of problems with pumpkins. People go to my pumpkin patch and pull a pumpkin right, patch. Well, first of all, first right, of all, right. okay. Let me let me just explain to the listeners. Uh, in record time, Pumpkinhead was knocking on the door. Jack Pumpkinhead to you, Jack Mr. Pumpkinhead Cohen. came over and in record time from the doorway to the microphone. It was almost like instantaneous. But he is here. He joined I'm us. I'm upset. I've answered I don't want people. Listen, apple what's pies your, are very, pie? very good. There's a balance. You don't need pumpkin pie. Apple pie why, is the way to go. But why not pumpkin? Little pie? piece of little little piece of apple pie with some vanilla ice cream on top of it. Heat the apple pie up. That's your dessert for Thanksgiving. Stop with all this nonsense with the pumpkins. I got a lot of problems with my pumpkins. I use, I'm a made of pumpkin. You know, my head's are made of a pumpkin. Right? Yes, I know your. Head's I got to replace pumpkin. my pumpkin head every five or six days. Right. And now I got a problem here because on this holiday, people are eating pumpkins all over the place. I got no pumpkins for my head. I need pumpkins for my head. Stop stealing my pumpkins. I'm growing pumpkins in my backyard. But the pumpkin heads enough. Please don't you uh, don't, don't you yeah and what was the muttering at the end there but don't but <laughs> I'm very upset I got very upset but also you must have a problem with people taking pumpkins just to use for jack o' lanterns right I got a lot of problems. don't give people ideas please I don't like this time of year I have a lot of problems I really I need pumpkins for my head I'm leaving goodbye right, fine, goodbye fine. okay fine oh my wow wow. That was a tirade. I don't know if you follow our show all that often, but that's... Uh, I didn't... I mean, first of all, I had no idea he was even here in the studio. He ran over Lickety Split Boy. He heard, he heard us announcing a pumpkin pie recipe, and that was it. He was panicked. Whew. 
Wow. All right, listen, talk about panicking. Don't panic. Bring one of these nice recipes. Help the person that's that's cooking your, your meal. And if you're cooking yourself, thank you. Thank everyone. Thank your ancestors, of course. I get a little bit of a nod maybe this year. Thank your ancestors. <laughs> but, well, if they weren't how for them, you that? wouldn't be here. But how do you thank your ancestors? Make them one of these recipes. Say a prayer. Say a thank you at dinner. I guarantee you everyone will be thankful that you did. It is a great holiday. Thank, for, thank you for listening to us. Hopefully we added a little bit to your Thanksgiving celebration. David? Happy holidays. Enjoy. We'll be back next week. More pop culture entertainment. And everything old. See you again.